Well, it's that time for another episode. I know it's been probably two months, I don't know, a year, some shit like that. I don't remember. I'm just coming off dry January, so I didn't want to record an episode for everybody if I was stone cold sober because that's there's zero entertainment value in that. So I put my uh, passions aside to focus on my health. And man, I got to tell you, as somebody who's done dry January once in his life, never again. I... It's funny, I was talking to my father about it, and he's like, so what are like the benefits you're seeing? I'm like, honestly, first two weeks, way rougher than I thought. There was, uh, <laughs> there was literal kind of withdrawal. I mean, I wasn't like on the floor crying or anything. That, that was unrelated, but um, it was it was a lot tougher than I thought initially. And then once that first wave of uh, not drinking, you know, kind of went away, then uh, the kind of brain fog that you have from, from drinking on the weekends and stuff went away, and it was also noticeable like, you know, in my wallet, I was saving a lot of money. And, uh, so my dad's like, so what are the benefits? I'm like, uh, you know, brain fog goes away and I'm, I'm saving money. He's like, okay. He's like, so you're not going to do it again. I was like, fuck no. He's like, so you don't want to save money and have clear thoughts. <laughs> I was like, no. And he's like, all right, well, and that's the relationship with me and my father. <laughs> um, so yeah, as a survivor of dry January, I can tell you all, it is not something that I will ever personally do, but also I got to say dipping my toe into the sober, uh, sober lifestyle, so to speak. Those who do life sober, man, I, I have so much admiration for you now and a lot more understanding what you all go through. Um, but also at the same time, stop bragging about being sober. Nobody cares. Anyway, (laughs) thank you. Thank you all for, for listening and sticking with me. I thought that it is February, uh, albeit it's the end of February. Um, it is the month of love. Valentine's Day, Black History Month. How much more love can you get, right? So I thought I th- would do a special romantic-esque kind of episode. And I thought, who who in my life has the most swagger, the most confidence? Who out there is just the biggest ladies killer on earth? Who out there taught me everything I knew? But that guy wouldn't return my number. He wouldn't return my call. So I went to my buddy Austin. <laughs> and uh, if... I may have said stories about me and Austin before, so you might know him in name, but now you get to hear him in voice and in spirit today, so lucky you. Um, Austin is a Navy veteran. We served together in Camp Lejeune. He got out. He is now a resident of the greatest state on earth, uh, Indiana. He is a Hoosier. We've adapted him, and he is he's engaged. He has a house, the white picket fence, the whole thing, so he's doing life right. But I thought it'd be really funny to kind of bring him in and talk about the the early days of young, uh, early 20s, you know, Mike and Austin, kind of our struggle to (laughs) get our confidence and and talking to women and stuff like that. So uh, without further ado, here's Austin. So you always... uh, (laughs) You demanded a part two, Austin, the last time we did this. I'm not going to do that this time. Listen, for those who don't know, um, this is technically a part two, but I sat down with my, my friend Austin here. Thank you for being here. Sat Thank down with my friend that. Austin here. <laughs> You're welcome. And we did a podcast over the same topics we're going to discuss right now, but we were so drunk. We were coming back from the whiskey bar, and we'd been partying, and we sat down on the couch, and we're like, let's, let's rip a podcast episode. And honestly... We thought it was okay during, right? Oh, we thought it was perfect. Yeah, right. Yeah. So we we got done recording. We drank a bunch of P-Late, went to bed. <laughs> we woke up, and I was gonna. I was actually going to do your intro and then just uh, launch the podcast. But then upon listening to it, 
We were both such drunk, <laughs> blabbering assholes. It made no sense what we were talking about. It's a normal day in the life of us. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> the true podcast. So, uh, for all those standby podcast purists out there, there is a recording of uh, me and Austin, but very, very drunk. So, maybe we do like a B-side at some point and release it. A behind the scenes of it, it's literally the podcast. <laughs> it's just us repeating the same words over and over <laughs> because we're drunk and we can't like stay in tune with what we're saying. So, um, yeah, maybe. Maybe at some point. But uh, again, yes, this is my buddy Austin, uh, a veteran, one of my good friends. We've been friends for 14, 13 years, something like that now. He just won't leave me alone. So I think it's time to let the world know a little bit about yourself. And uh, yeah, go ahead. Just just give give us a, a, a bullet point on, on all things Austin. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you again for having me, Mike. I mm-hmm. appreciate you uh, doing that. And it's been a while. But uh, let's see. A bullet point on Austin. <laughs> so I got out of the Navy in 2016. I was only in for uh, six years. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's where we met in the Navy. It was uh, Camp Lejeune. And we uh, were rooming together. And that's where we became best of friends. And then uh, I got out of the Navy and went to college. And I got my accounting degree. And I guess I decided I loved school and went on to get my master's and got a <laughs> management certificate along with that. So. And now I'm an auditor, so that's a quick rundown on my life. We love it. You, you're living the American dream, and we appreciate you. Um, so one of the many reasons me and Austin became friends in Camp Lejeune, just because, I mean, we're, what, I think two, three years apart in age. Uh, we did the same job. Uh, we served in the same uh, kind of big unit together. And, uh, big unit. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and as you can tell, we have the same sense of humor. So we kind of naturally just kind of globbed onto each other and became friends. And one of my favorite things about you is truly, and I'm not, I'm not just licking your butt here. You're like one of the nicest and most empathetic and kind human beings I've ever met. I truly mean that. I, I appreciate that, Mike. To the point <laughs> <laughs> that you can get taken advantage of and you're just a, a very nice, uh, kind, caring person. And so one of the things that was my mission upon us first meeting, becoming friends, was like, I need to get you a little bit jaded. <laughs> I need to make you a little bit darker. And I, I think I've done that. Yeah, you robbed me like three times. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah. And those are practice rounds. Yeah. <laughs> For the real thing. Yeah. <laughs> get ready. Um, so I like, I like Austin's stories from back in the day. Cause now you're you know, fucking, you're a Riz Lord. You're dropping, you're dripping with swag. You at all times. You're the classiest, funniest dude of all time, right? So you've grown up to be just, just the best. Yeah, my hands are super sweaty. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> but again, when I first met you, you were very just, you know, just a kid from the Midwest <laughs> with with your head in the sky <laughs> or whatever. And um, some of my favorite stories just come from you just being so innocent and nice to people that uh, you kind of, you know don't really see things as they're happening or you give them the benefit of the doubt and i think a good st- a good awesome story we're gonna do a few here we can start we can start with the uh one in the mall because i think that's a good introduction to kind of who you are so won't you go ahead we are i think it was like 2012 maybe 2011 yeah th- yeah i think 2012 uh probably like september time frame it was after i got back from afghanistan right so we were in the jacksonville mall go ahead <laughs> so we're walking around like all boots do in the Jacksonville Mall, and we, you know, a lot of vendors go in the middle and they peddle their their crap. And uh, this person, myself, <laughs> loves <laughs> peddled crap. So <laughs> uh, I saw someone selling books for children in need, and uh, my bleeding heart said, "I am all about it." So I, I go in there, 
and I said, hey, you know, how much for, you know, whatever book it was. And he was like, muscle, well, it was muscle and fitness. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. that goes to the children, you know. And <laughs> <laughs> so I, uh, you know, I give him the $40 and he just pretty much takes off running. And I was like, you know, Mike, he didn't give me a receipt. Right. <laughs> Yeah. So this is this is what actually happened. Again, that's Austin's way of being nice and describing it. A crackhead approached us in the Jacksonville Mall with a crumpled up brochure and his crackiness energy. And he was like, hey, you guys want some magazines? I'm like, fuck off, cracky. And Austin's like, do you have muscle and fitness? <laughs> and he even even he was like, uh, yeah, sure. And you're he, you're like, how much for a year? And he's like, uh, 40 bucks. And you're like, huh, okay, that seems fair. <laughs> and in the meantime, me and the crackhead are looking at each other like, is this guy serious? <laughs> he was he was blown away that this worked. And uh, then you were like, oh, I don't have any cash on me. And he's like, oh, yeah, just uh, ATMs right over there. And so you went to the ATM, pulled out cash, and gave it to him. And then he kind of looked at you, and he was like, okay, thanks, man, and then walked off. And I was like, bro, you just got taken advantage of. And you looked at me, and you're like, that man did not give me a receipt. (laughs) Still not fully comprehending until I kind of had to pound it into you like, bro, it's just a dude looking to score drug money. And you were like, again, do you remember what you said? Because you're the nicest guy on earth. Yeah, I, uh, I said something to the effect of, uh, you know, he must have needed it more than I did. Right, exa- exactly. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm losing my mind. I'm like, you just gave crack money to a crackhead. And Austin's just like, you know what? Karma's going to get him. And I bet it did. I bet he died that day. <laughs> he overdosed, <laughs> on the way out, yeah. He overdosed on your drug money. So, way to go. You're supplying people with drugs. Well, I'm really cleaning up the streets. <laughs> one, one overdose at a time. <laughs> Goddamn national treasure. <laughs> so that's what I say when I say Austin stories. He was just a young guy, really just didn't didn't see a lot of the darkness in the world. Um, <laughs> not yet. <laughs> and then um, another story uh, has to do with him and his uh, <laughs> ability to read women, which you've, again, mastered. You're in a great relationship now with a great person. But at the time, you were a little uh, unsure of yourself when it came to the, the opposite sex. Were you not? I w- I, I'm still unsure, but uh, <laughs> I believe you're talking about the Domino story. That's goddamn and right. So <laughs> I'll preface it with uh, she was uh, a, <laughs> it sounds like a, like a 90s alternative song. She was a delivery driver. <laughs> she was a. I del- listen to that. That's right. Yeah, that's a banger. She was a delivery driver for Domino's on Camp Lejeune. So she goes to the barracks more than anything else, obviously, because it's on base. And so she sees thousands of Marines and sailors every day. All of them. Again, she's very cute. I remember to this day hitting on her, giving her extra tips, you know what I mean? Like, just pretty much ruining her day, I'm sure. But at some point, Austin uh, had a chance to live every Marine and Sailor's dream. And what happened, Austin? <laughs> I lived the dream one nightmare <laughs> at a time. And <laughs> so I guess I'll take it back a little bit and let everyone know that Mike was gone. He had left yeah. me all by myself <laughs> in, in I, the I was at I was at training. I was yeah. gone. Well, left me by myself in the barracks, mm-hmm. which is super dangerous. But right, as a I was trying, yeah, no, I was trying to just live my life and actually get some substance. And I was <laughs> like, "What do I need?" And it's Domino's, and you know, like Mike said, she was really hot. So I was really hoping to get the same <laughs> delivery driver. But um, so I'm watching Star Wars, as anyone in the barracks does on their off time. Right. And she opens. Well, I guess I opened the door. But <laughs> she opened the door. <laughs> <laughs> she, but she busted it. Uh, so I opened the door, uh, grabbed my pizza, and she goes, oh, what are you watching? And I, I like looked at her dumbfoundedly, and I was like, uh, Star Wars? <laughs> you dumb idiot. Yeah, like everyone's seen Star Wars. And 
So she was like, well, I've never seen it. And I go, well, I'm doing a marathon. So after your shift, why don't you just come back and we'll watch Star Wars. And then you can say you've watched Star Wars. Which, again, and I, I hate to cut you off, but my God, what a line. Like, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> like, And I know in your mind, you're like, I want to teach this woman about the Star Wars universe. But and everybody else is hearing that's like, God damn, what a line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't think it was a line. I was honestly <laughs> concerned. <laughs> Concerned for her well-being, not seeing Star Wars. Right, you wanted, you wanted to culture this young lady. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, obviously she's like, well, my shift ends at one thirty, And I was like, all right, come on back. We'll watch some Star Wars. So I slammed the door in her face and eat my pizza. <laughs> like any normal. Start playing with your lightsaber. Yeah, let's start playing with my lightsaber. Um, and she, oddly enough, like I don't obviously hear anything back from her. So I was like, I'm just going to stop this marathon now and go to sleep. And mm-hmm. I did. So at about... Two after I guess she cleaned up <laughs> from closing down Domino's. Right, uh, I get a knock on the door. Mind you, this is like a Thursday, so I think it's like Friday morning or something. She's knocking yeah. on the door, and I and my <laughs> boxers walk to the door, <laughs> open it up in a tizzy, <laughs> and I'm like, "What?" <laughs> because like, in your defense, if anybody's knocking on your barracks door at night, it's trouble. You know, oh, what I mean? yeah, it's yeah, never yeah. good news. Yeah, no, what and. Uh, <laughs> She goes, well, I'm here to watch Star Wars. And I said, well, I watched them all. And then shut the door and went back to sleep. And I'm not kidding about that because about 10 minutes later, I woke up in a cold sweat, like just realizing what had happened. And I like ran out into the parking lot and she was gone. And uh, I think she quit Domino's. I never saw her again. She probably took her own life. Yeah. (laughs) Right next to the crackhead. You're just killing people in the stories. So I love, I mean, obviously, what a fumble of the bag. But again, just classic Austin, just like whoop-dee-doo. But I love that story because when you told me about it, I was like, I was in a tizzy because I'm coming back from the field. I'm all glizzed up. (laughs) And uh, you were like, oh, I had, you know, I actually invited the Domino's delivery girl over. And I was like, oh, shit, is it my fucking birthday? Right? Because we were were roommates at the time uh, in the barracks. and, uh, And I thought he was kidding. And we're laying there watching Everybody Loves Raymond, <laughs> as we were once to do. Love that show. I, I do, too. And I was just like, wait, are you serious? You're like, yeah, I invited her to watch Star Wars. I was like, well, where is she? You're like, oh, no, well, I invited her. She came over. And I. <laughs> and this is what you told me. You go, and I quote, you go, well, the movie's over. <laughs> and she just goes, oh, okay. And you close the door on her. That's, That's crazy. True, yeah. So, obviously, I was very upset with him. Um, but he was just like, you know what? Karma's going to get her. <laughs> <laughs> and it did. And in it the did. parking lot. Yeah. That's right. No, so, I just, I love that story. Just, again, it's literally like the setup to a porno movie. And you're just like, well, the pool's clean. I'll see you. <laughs> <laughs> Good job. Yeah. yeah, yeah all right. Um, so <laughs> another, just another great Austin tale. Um, uh, we're going to segue here into another one of uh, the Golden Van, which... Upon hearing our recanting of it drunkenly uh, the other night, I think we need to both tell our sides of it, and then the audience can decide what actually happened, because it seems we both had two very different uh, uh, visions of what happened, but let's go ahead, let's hear your side of it, and then I'll tell my side. Well, my side's probably wrong, because I don't (laughs) have great memory. (laughs) Oh, I'll remember this for Uh, the rest of my life. So, uh, we're out to lunch, as we often did, we often go to lunch being roommates and whatnot. during yeah. lunchtime yeah yeah, yeah. well <laughs> we, would, we, we would just go to lunch all the time <laughs> and we're not talking at like noon we're talking to like 9 a.m yeah, like, yeah. You know, we're, go- we're going to lunch for lunch the, rest for of the day yeah. yeah and uh i just 
so happened my boss was out at the time so i pretty much had no reason to be in the office it's it was a big empty me. office yeah, yeah. and uh, not that rps do any work anyways that's but true yeah so we go to lunch and we're walking back and uh for those of you familiar with the french creek area that i think it was atheist b at the time mm-hmm. uh across the way there's just that parking lot with like a little mart and you could get like snacks and stuff so we're, we're in that area we're crossing the parking lot and as we get to the building and we go to cross the street a non <laughs> no lie golden van it was like a, a golden a, van a, yeah like a 2001 minivan yeah. uh pulls up and it's two women in the front seat and they roll down the window and said hey uh my cousin or brother whoever he was was getting back from deployment and we're looking for the welcome home ceremony or well, welcoming party or whatever and i was like well you know who does he work for and like i guess first things first like why don't you pull over off to the side of the road so we like don't block traffic and we can dr- give you better directions again you're thinking of the well-being of pedestrians in traffic <laughs> not not realizing two young women are just like hey boys <laughs> you're just like hey ma'am you're in traffic <laughs> yeah, yeah you're, you're blocking a lot and i was seriously concerned because traffic on right, right. June is not good that's true but uh so they pull over for whatever reason and they start talking to us and um being a little flirty and i think at this point i need to go back and give a little extra detail that I had reached out to Mike at lunch and said, I don't know what's going on, but I can't seem to get women. And Mike, you get all the women. So right. I, I need help me, you know, <laughs> I would, help I, me. I, yeah. Goddamn right. Yeah. So and he agreed like the good dude Mike is. And uh, <laughs> yes. I was on cloud nine, just excited that this like great man is going to help me <laughs> get all the women. And I was super excited. And so this van pulls over. Well, we're all caught back up now. And uh, this is right after that conversation. So they're flirting a little bit. And I guess I didn't pick up on it. But to the point where I guess they were like touching themselves and like (laughs) trying to get us into the van. And I was like, well, you know, if it's in Radio Battalion, it's, you know, four blocks to the left. And (laughs) on the other side of, you know, whatever battalion was there at the time, I think supply or something. And uh, they were like okay and i was like well um i need to get back to work and <laughs> i like checked my wrist and i didn't have a watch on and i was like i never wear a watch yeah. but i was like it's time to get back to lunch it's a hair, hair pass a freckle <laughs> yeah. and uh i was you know confused because everyone just looked at me shocked mm-hmm. and i was like well you know where it's at and they're like well do you want to show us get in the van and show us and i was like well that seems kind of rapey but <laughs> like i can't do that i have work to be at which again Keep in mind, guys, my uh, <laughs> my boss was out for the day, yeah, so we had nothing to do. Nothing to do, and uh, I'll let I'll let Mike take his take on that. And again, such an awesome description of what happened, ladies and gentlemen. Let your old buddy Mike tell you what actually fucking happened. <laughs> Me and Austin are at lunch. That part is true. <laughs> <laughs> we we're at lunch, and literally during lunch, like you said, he'd been talking to me about like, man, I just you know, I don't know how to close with women. He's just having some like. Uh, he just wanted some advice and so he went to yours truly who i mean come on who else do you go to the Uh, king the dude who doesn't get any (laughs) women and um so i was like yeah for sure let's fucking let's brainstorm this and (laughs) let's uh, fuck let's fuck (laughs) let's get let's get that energy out of the way and then we can think clearly (laughs) and so we are walking back to his office and again a goal we are not kidding it it was a golden minivan pulls up these two women probably 21 22 years old each you know what i mean um looking for their relative coming back from deployment and 
they're being so giggly and flirty. Like you could tell it was like their first time on a like military base and they're a little yeah. nervous or whatever. Yeah. And uh, they're just like, oh, so uh, do you know blah, blah, blah? And we're like, no. And uh, and also, of course, let's, hey, ladies, pull over so we can. And again, <laughs> what a move. <laughs> like, again, I think he's just fucking spitting game, but he's actually concerned about the welfare of traffic around us. I'm a strong opener. That's right. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. that's kind of the point. And uh so they they pull over next to us and we're on the side of the street talking to them and again they're being so flirty and just like nervous energy and like he said they were like touching <laughs> they were touching each other i think I, they were cousins or something. i don't know what their relationship was friends cousins i don't know something but, like that yeah. but they were literally like flicking each other's boobs and just like ha ha got you and it was just like again some weird porno opening i'm like <laughs> as soon as we get in this van yeah they're gonna be like it's a hundred dollars or whatever <laughs> and um so i'm just like how funny is this the good lord graced us with my friend here who's having trouble getting women and getting his confidence up he blessed us with a golden van with two slutty girls in the front. <laughs> and I'm just like, thank you, Lord. And Austin goes, well, and like taps the hood, like, well, better get going. <laughs> and then literally we're all shocked, just like me and the crackhead again, just staring at him like, what is that? What? <laughs> and then they finally go, okay, are you sure? And I was like, well, I'm not doing anything. I'll help you guys out. And, and Austin's literally like, nah, Mike, we should, we should get back to work. <laughs> like he was just over it. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck? They seem kind of annoying. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, true. <laughs> but again so these uh, cute young girls are just like okay well thanks and austin's like yep yep <laughs> then they just like drive away and literally we're crossing the street and i'm just like glaring at him like what are you and then you go anyway about women <laughs> you're like about our conversation we're, before we were interrupted by these women <laughs> and so <laughs> so the golden van story was the lord shining light upon us for once and then austin just going nah 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 keep it moving hard pass yeah. hard pass <laughs> You got to be careful on those military bases. That though. is true. And yeah. you know what? You're absolutely right. We probably would have yeah, gotten in trouble. I do like the part of the story, though. We're at the gym at the end of the day, and I'm still just grousing at you. I'm just like, what? <laughs> why are you the way you are? And you're like, hey, spot me on bench. Like, you just don't even care. And then your buddy, uh, I think from your unit or something, was like lifting near us, and we were talking to him. And we told him that story. And he looked at both of us, and he's like, why are you guys here? <laughs> and you're like, we're working out. What are you talking about? Yeah, I got to get a pump. <laughs> Try to get women. What? Yeah, exactly. We're talking about women, you idiot. <laughs> Catch up. Yeah. So uh, that's that's the golden van story. And I wherever those women are, dead in a ditch somewhere, I'm sure. I hope they're, hope they're doing okay. <laughs> <laughs> Another parking lot fatality. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, why did we love everybody loves Raymond? Oh, Deborah. Yeah, Deborah. I will. I will die on this hill, and I know Austin will die with me on this hill because <laughs> that's what we do. <laughs> but I think Deborah, the mom from Everybody Loves Raymond, is like the hottest TV mom in sitcom history. Is that is that your same? I would concur wholeheartedly. Yeah, I don't know what it is. We just we had a fascination with Deborah, the mom. Patricia uh, Patricia Heaton, I think. So. I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. if you're listening, Patricia. You can you can get it. <laughs> <laughs> come join us on this podcast. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, come to Houston, Texas. <laughs> All right. Well, now here's the story. <laughs> <laughs> the one you've been waiting. This is the one. So, I once again, I want to do a, you know, my my you know my recanting of it and yours. Obviously, you lived this story, but <laughs> I think this story is. I think there's lessons learned here, right? A myriad of them, but I think the big one is just like, I don't know. We'll we'll let you do your after actions as soon as it's done. But the <laughs> the catfishing story from Plenty of Fish is just to me just tier one awesome material. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I just I would like to I will I will say my little part, and you can tell the story obviously. But um, I was coming back from leave 
from Indiana, and he was my ride from the airport. Again, we were roommates, and uh, <laughs> we're gonna keep reminding people we were roommates. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so my flight got in pretty early. It was like 9 a.m., 7 a.m., something like that. It was early for someone coming home from leave, but it's what I could afford. So I come back and I get into his Jeep, and there are, I just I step in and I'm just kicking empty Red Bull cans, and I'm just like, bro, what the fuck? I was like, would you just stay here all night? And I look at him, and he looks like he hasn't slept in months. He looks <laughs> fucked up. And I'm like, bro, are you okay? And you're just like, yeah, long night. And I'm like, okay. So we go back to the barracks room, <laughs> and you just like lay down on your bed immediately. I'm like, all right. And then I go into the bathroom, and you had you had groomed all over the place. And I was like, bro, what happened last <laughs> night? So, and then the, he tells me this story. Well, hopefully it's as accurate now as it was back then. Sure, but, sure. Yeah. Uh, so, going back, I just want to start with Plenty of Fish were still pretty new. The dating app sites yeah. were just getting started, yeah. I think, at that time. Well, not just getting started, but... It wasn't like the, the apps we have now. No, no, where you could obviously tell the bots and whatnot now. But <laughs> well, sure. Yeah, some yeah. people. <clears throat> <laughs> not you, I'm saying people like it. Right, right, right. So, I obviously staying at the barracks was up late night playing video games, drinking, and perusing these dating sites like mm-hmm. any normal person in the barracks would That's do. That's true. Yeah. And uh, I got this message from her picture showed a fairly attractive woman, and I was like... I like how fairly attractive is where you're at. <laughs> yeah. As long as she's fairly attractive. Well, that's like an up. eight or nine, you know? Oh, oh, fa- oh fairly fairly eight or nine's fairly attractive. Yeah, fa- fairly oh, attractive. Jesus Christ. All right, go ahead. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, <laughs> to me, fairly attractive is like a six, oh, six, well, seven. If attractive is a five, then... Is attractive a five? Well, that's how I... My scale. All right, fair enough. We'll debate that later. Go ahead. Okay, all right. So, uh, obviously, start talking to her. We go back and forth, and I think it's probably around 2.30 at this point in time, and, you know, obviously, been drinking in the barracks, so I said, hey, if I come off of post, like, there's no way I'm getting back on base because I've been drinking. So... She was like, you could just stay at my place. And she sends me the address. And I said, perfect. Bullseye. Bullseye. Nailed it. <laughs> Win my Call of Duty match. Uh, right, shave yeah. my pubes in a hurry. <laughs> and uh, sprint out the door and drive to this random person's house that I just messaged on uh, Plenty of Fish. Hell yeah. Yeah. And so I get there. And at first I was a little deterred because there's no lights on and the neighborhood's a little sketchy. But I was like, well, you know, it's Jacksonville, so everything's a little sketchy. And I messaged her on the app, and I said, hey, uh, why is your porch light out? And can you meet me out at the car? Because I'm kind of uncomfortable, like, just walking up to random houses sure. and being like, you know, I can't, I don't even remember her name, like, whatever. And she said, no, I'm putting my kid down to sleep. And I was like, well, that's a little late, but what a Hot. good reason. Yeah, yeah. Hot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I said, uh, okay. And she, I was like, is this your house? And she said, yep. So... Uh, I walk up to the front door and just as she had said it was open and unlocked <laughs> and I peruse right in and <laughs> uh, all of a sudden I hear the door close behind me and it's actually this uh, big uh, African American guy <laughs> and he was like what are you doing in my house and, oh. <laughs> and I was like uh, well this lady I was supposed to meet and he was like I don't, I don't give a fuck who what lady it was like the only way we're gonna make this right is if you give me all the money in your wallet and I was like well dude like <laughs> I ain't got no money because <laughs> obviously I'm a broke sailor on, on a Marine Corps base like he called me from the barracks like that's a <laughs> why don't you give me your money yeah buddy? <laughs> I was like I need gas money to get home like you didn't think about me at all in this equation <laughs> did you <laughs> 
So uh, I opened up my wallet. And like I said, it was pretty much, I think I had like $5 or something. So I give him whatever money I had in my wallet. And uh, <laughs> I, uh, I'm i like looking around and like, keep in mind, I'm still drunk. So I was like, well, I can't drive back on base. Yeah. And then I saw like he had a pretty cool gaming setup and he had the latest Madden, which nice. we're all weak. We have a weakness for. And it's true. Yeah. So, I, you know, trying to take some time off from that to get back on base, I was like, well, if I play a couple Madden matches, I'll sober up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I asked him, I said, <laughs> hey, you know, do you want to play a couple games of Madden? <laughs> and he, like, basically threw me out, which is also <laughs> rude. <laughs> so <laughs> I uh, I was obviously deterred, and I went to the gas station down the street and just chugged Red Bulls until Mike came home. (laughs) (laughs) I just, first off, I'm glad you're alive, first off. Let's be real. Uh, As funny as the story is, it's funny now because Austin was obviously robbed by some guy, but he made it out. Um, I just, man, I love the part of that story where you get catfished, whatever happens to a lot of us, going into this dude's house. He passively robs you. And then you're just standing in his doorway. He's obviously waiting for you to leave. And you just go, hey, do you want to play Madden? What a fucking <laughs> curveball that guy probably got thrown. He's like, what? <laughs> and then you're just like, yeah, I've, I've been drinking. You want to play Madden? I I can't imagine if, if my, you know, scam was to catch for somebody into a house and then take their money. And I was, you know, waving them out. If they just go, hey, do you want to hang out? That must have been such a mind fuck for him. <laughs> He was probably like, he's the only dude who ever, like, not only fucking stayed in here to get robbed, <laughs> but he has to play video games. Like, I hope that guy fucking, you know, loses sleep over that encounter. I hope it fucked him up just as much as it did you. <laughs> I don't think anyone could. Do that. that was, uh, oh he my actively God. robbed me for sure. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> and uh, I just... To be fair, I I totally think I could have took him at Madden. And I'm not a great Madden player, but Drunk Austin pulls some great passes. Oh, so. you pull a lot of stuff when you're drunk. So <laughs> I just I just again I don't really have anything else for you. I love those stories, but if you could give any advice to our listeners, maybe there's a young serviceman or woman who's going through what you were going through. What advice would you give them uh, trying to date young in the military scene? Now, granted, it has changed so much since we, you know, back in, back in our day. <laughs> but because you do have these apps where you can literally like ordering a pizza, like ordering the Domino's girl to your door, you can order a date. So what advice do you have for the young listeners out there trying to score? <laughs> trying to score or like find actual... Love. See again, yeah. this is what makes Austin awesome. I say trying to score, and he's like, "Do you mean find love?" <laughs> <laughs> I found love. So yeah. Well, that's uh, and that's great for you. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, you know, we'll do both. Uh, trying to score and then finding love. Uh, trying to score. Uh, just be calm. You be yourself, and you know, just listen to Mike because he's obviously <laughs> the master. Uh, trying to find love. It's the same thing. People are gonna like you, or they're not gonna like you. So. You know, being yourself and just doing things that you enjoy doing is probably the best thing that you can do. If you want to attract uh, gym girls or guys or whatever you want to do, and go to the gym, <laughs> do things at the gym. If you want to, you know, get a gamer girl, I guess watch her stream or something. I don't know. That's the worst advice <laughs> I've ever. Watch a girl stream to get her. That's that's the most simp thing I've ever heard. I don't think that would work personally. What is a simp? Oh my god. <laughs> You're too innocent for this world. <laughs> for somebody who's been to war, you're too innocent. <laughs> I don't understand it. How do you, you know what? I'll even ask this. How do you, after all these years and all the things you've experienced, because you've lived a life, obviously, how do you keep that optimism? Like truly, because I've, we've been friends for forever and I am jaded and weird as fuck. And you are always 
kind of the counterbalance to that and that like you need to see the good in people you need to see the optimistic side of stuff how do you keep that going it's probably gonna get a little more depressing than you'd like no that's what uh, what i need this is is good content oh good (laughs) so uh my grandpa before he died we were going on a fishing trip and i was driving up to minnesota and so we had a lot of time to talk about like him and his life and i guess this was probably about five or six years ago and so I'm driving up there and, you know, we're talking about things that I've done, things that he's done, things that he's seen. He's talked about some of the, like, crazy stories he had from, you know, 1950, 1940. Right, right. And I was like, you know, I I used to just be, like, happy all the time and, like you said, just positive and try to stay positive and upbeat. And I was like, lately it's just been so hard because I feel like everyone's out to get you. Everyone's got hands in your pockets and... He was like, you know, and he said the exact same thing I said to you earlier. He was like, you know, they probably just need it more and, and they'll get <laughs> they'll get their comeuppance. But <laughs> uh, not exactly that that Fisher priced, but it's, right, right. he was like, they'll get what's coming to them. And, you know, I think that kind of reinvigorated my uh, my desire to just stay positive all the time because of Papa and or my grandpa just was so positive and he was not, you know, 85 years old and at the end of his life and he was still that positive and would give money to people on the street outside his work all the time. I was like, well, maybe that's the way to go. So God, I that's love that. a, that's, that's a fantastic. Big, yeah. It's fantastic, man. I appreciate you sharing that. So I think, yeah, no, I mean, that's, that's pretty much it. I want to, I want to end it on that positive note. I really, <clears throat> Oh, excuse me. I really do appreciate that. I'm all choked up. over. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, th- thanks again, man. I know these stories are, can be embarrassing and stuff now, but I'm glad you can kind of laugh at them. And again, hit hit everybody with these kind of positive thoughts about the whole experience. Like, hey, sometimes you're up, sometimes you're down. So, um, yeah, I think that's awesome, man. You got anything else for, for the listeners? Uh, no, I just want to say thank you again for having me on the podcast. And as always, you know, I know my stories bring us joy and your stories bring us joy. <laughs> and, you know. <laughs> just keep doing what you're doing this podcast is awesome oh thanks buddy all right well i appreciate you austin let's go play madden uh yeah thanks for coming in stopping by and talking your talk and as always everybody listening stand by for more <laughs>